captivating landscapes, flawless tobaccos, elegant presentation. Introducing Pure Origin. At JR Cigar, our innovative team is on a journey for unrivaled flavors and enriching experiences. Along that path, we discovered new, distinctive, and groundbreaking tobaccos from the furthest reaches of the earth and are bringing them right to your home. The intentions are pure, the process is pure, the origin is pure. JR Pure Origin. Boom, here we are, ladies and gentlemen. This is Smoke Night Live. This is episode 385, Jordan. Whoa! 385. Nice. We're, we're inching ever so close to 400. And it's, get, and it's been like 15 years, too. What are we going to do? No. <laughs> we do one show a month. <laughs> what are we going to do for 400? Something. Something big. Cool. <laughs> Something big. No, guys, this is going to be an amazing show. Uh, we've got a, a whole slew of guests lined up for you tonight that we're going to chat with about some super exciting stuff going on in the industry. But first, Maddie, we're back from uh, we're back from Vegas. Uh, you did a good job. What did you think of uh, What did you think of your Vegas trip this year? Uh, it was different. It was fun. Very uh, a little more intense because a lot more to do. But a lot less. To, I don't know how to explain it really well. <laughs> not, well, not being live, you know, like the benefit of live is you, you film it and then it's up and it's done and you just go home and you're good. This, we're all Instagram. You're, you're after the show. You're edit, putting editing clips together. You know, most of the work came after the show. We we are bordering on. Literally, this is not a Who's, joke. This is not a joke. We are bordering on twenty times the amount of views this year from last year Jeez, 20 times the amount it's incredible the amount of views on our our content go this look year. at our instagram it's i can't e- i can't even tell you how it's, it's insane phenomenal. it's insane thank you juan cancel by the way we had a great night at the uh so we do an airbnb um on uh, for pca we stay off the strip we do an airbnb and uh, one of the nights, Juan Cancel came over to hang out with us and sit sit in the hot tub and uh, you know uh, drink some some adult beverages and such. And then who comes walking in but Matt Booth and uh, baby. Maddie Booth spent um, a good I don't know six hours just hanging out with us. <laughs> it was it was really a ton of fun. We had a great time. Um, that's really the way to do the PCA is just get a really nice Airbnb, get yourself away from the twenty dollar a drink. You know yeah. s- the strip. We got our whole, we had our own bar set up. You know we can make whatever we want. Oh yeah, like um, uh, we had all kinds of you know margaritas, gin and tonics, old fashions. Of course, Robbie's mules. making some weird thing with like white yeah. port. Robbie's and, like, making some bougie drink, spritzy kind of stuff. Of course, as as Robbie Raz would do, but because um, he's so stinking bougie. But we did have a great time, and we're going to talk to our guests right off the bat about that. Let's bring them on. One at a time. We've got uh, from Tatawahe, Pete Johnson on the line. Pete, welcome back to Smoke My Life, my friend. What's up, guys? Yeah, I'm glad to have you on the show, brother. You're looking, you're looking sharp with a very clean cut hairdo. Look at that! Dang, 
I can only aspire someday to be like you, Pete. By the way, Maddie sounds so enthusiastic about his adventure in Vegas. <laughs> I, I did have a really good time. I got to hang out with you. That was fun. I just, I'm, I don't know how to respond. You're just like, ah. We did it. Yeah, it's done. <laughs> I uh, learned a lot of new things. I learned a lot of new things. Uh, we also have Jordan on the show tonight. None other than Abe DeBabna from Smoke In. Abe, welcome back to Smoke Night Live, my friend. Great to be here. Pete, you stole my thunder. I was going to rip on Matt's little uh, excitement. <laughs> I, literally, I literally had it stored to say, wow, that was such an exciting response from Matt on his PCA experience. <laughs> so we all Get it together, it. Matt. Uh, and then finally last but certainly not least our good buddy uh joe grow from quality importers in zycar joe how are you you are in your vehicle i am in my vehicle you know it's the only place you can get a quiet smoke around here so (laughs) wow (laughs) all right hey hey, it's it's charlie's four year uh, four year old birthday tomorrow so he's massively hyper (laughs) oh Oh, there you go yeah there you go by the way, just real quick, uh, let's go around the horn real quick, um, because I am smoking. And by the way, guys, this cigar is friggin' phenomenal. And, and you guys all know me. Phenomenal. I, don't, phenomenal. I, do, I do not say this unless it's the ultimate truth. But th- this anarchy, what is this from 2015? That's, no, that's, oh, it, I think 2015. Wow, where did you get that one? I've had it in my. I got some even older ones. I got. Yeah, that's a 2015 Redux, man. I don't even have oh, those. This is this cigar right now. If I like, you always have these desert island talks, and I could, I could go with this cigar. It's so amazing right now. Um, fantastic, Jordan. What are you smoking tonight? Uh, so I've I've got the new uh, Tat 20 here. Uh, I'm not sure which one of the sizes it is. Looks the totally. Grand V. Okay, he knows. Uh, really good, right off the bat. Peppery, earthy, uh, a little leather. Tasty. All right, Maddie, what do you got? I will be lighting up the Bella Ankh Tutsla. There you go. Pete, do you say Tusla or you say Tushla? We've had some debate on this. Tuxla. 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 Oh, you use the X? Yeah. Tuxla, the T and the X kind of go together. Tusla. You just kind of say, I just kind yeah. of, as long as you, as, Jordan, as long as you kind of just like mush those together, you're, you're probably good. Mush them, mush them together. Mush them together. Uh, Joe Grow, what have you got smoking in your car? It looks amazing. I got Cabbie Guan. Uh, I believe it's the Britannica. That's the Perfecto, right? Looks beautiful. I, I, I appreciate uh, the, the way you said Cabbie Guan too. Cabbie Guan. <laughs> good job, Joe. Do you want to, do you want to pre- uh, correct all of us so we know exactly how to say that? <laughs> That's basically what we're doing tonight. Cabai Guan. Abe, what do you got going tonight? Honestly, I don't care how he says it. I'm just glad he's smoking it. Yeah, that's that's a good way to say it. Da, 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 da. (laughs) We are going to talk. That new, new. We are going to talk a lot about that one, Abe. Uh, I can see you. I was very very fortunate to get a little bit of these for product photography. So, yeah, I'm I'm lighting one of these fuckers up. Good for you, man. I'm jealous. Um, Pete, you're in the house, so maybe you can't. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't smoke inside the house. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't. I don't blame you on I that. Was, it's funny because we're all kind of smoking shaped cigars, except for Jordan. 
but uh, I was smoking a, uh, a sample mold out of Miami. So that was basically the same size as a Belong. Mm. And as soon as the show's yeah, over, you're going to go back break. outside and you're going to finish that bad boy, right? Yeah, because I'm drinking now. What are you drinking? Uh, Stag Jr., an old bottle of Stag Jr. What's the proof? Do you know? Oh, shit. You're asking me hard questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is 129.5. That's a respectable proof. Ouch. You know, you know what's crazy about nice. that, Pete, is Stag Jr. When Stag Jr. came out, it was sort of like, okay, guys. Here, here's the version of Stag that you guys can just get your hands on. It was a quarterly thing. Because obviously you can't get your hands on the BTAC version. So, you know, here's something for you, you bourbon nuts. And now you can't even get your hands on the stinking Stag Junior anymore. Yeah, what's it called now, though? Is it just Junior or is it just Stag? I think it's just Stag now, right? They shortened something. It's no longer called Stag Junior. It's called something else. Yeah, I think they just shortened it to Stag. It's delicious. I would have called it way. junior. And you got a <laughs> you got a nice old old version of that. Um, good for you. Yeah, I have a couple bottles here of old versions. I, I don't live in this house that often, so I get here once every few months, maybe once every quarter. And I have whiskey that's been sitting here since 2015. So just waiting for you. Just waiting for you. Doesn't get any worse. No, can't get any worse. All right, boys, let's get jump right into this. Let's first let's talk. Um, Let's talk a little Vegas because I, I know everybody, uh, people are interested. Um, we just got back from the big uh, premium cigar industry, premium cigar association industry trade show. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll lead this in. I'll say this. I, I thought this year the PCA, the organization, did a phenomenal job. It, 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 Jordan, phenomenal job. Phenomenal. There we go. Phenomenal. They did a phenomenal job. Uh, the wait, 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 wait. What? Was there, was there a graphic that you put up, or did Pete Johnson have a wine can sell little thing? <laughs> no, that was us. <laughs> you mean this? Okay. Greatest night of our lives. <laughs> no, okay, that was pretty funny. All right, that's some good shit there. I thought Pete Johnson just flipped the thing of wine can sell. I was like, what the fuck? Abe's hammered. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm three McCallans in. I'm sorry, three doubles in. So I'm sorry. Right, we'll, oh, we'll, did one cancel? Just jump on the show. We'll, we'll, phenomenal. Look, looked we'll, a little cartoony to me. But. We'll cut you some slack there, Abe. Uh, but um, I would say, guys, that um, this is one of the best years in a long time uh, for the PC as an organization, as far as organizing the show, everything about the show, registration, the communication was much better this year. They dealt with the media much better this year. The show layout was better this year. Um, from a, a standpoint of attending a trade show, uh, it was extremely well done, in, in my opinion. I thought it was one of the better years in a long, long time. There was a couple years ago where we were like concerned about... Um, you know, the direction that they were heading. But um, I thought the direction this year and the way that they pulled things off and put it all together in a, in a, you know, a cohesive sort of trade show was, uh, it was excellent. Uh, Pete, uh, what did you think of this year's uh, Premium Cigar Association trade show? Well, I have to take credit for all of it. Because ever <laughs> since... <laughs> well, yeah. Ever since I made those amazing badges <laughs> and lanyards... <laughs> They've been reusing those lanyards for a couple of years. They used to oh, have the just, worst lanyards on, ever. We just keep on 
We just keep on making sure that we use the same colorway. Although we, there was one year we did gold and black, uh, but uh, we like the Chanel look. So, or at least my wife does. <laughs> well, how was it for you, Pete? What did you What did you think? I thought it was amazing, man. I thought the vibe in the room was great. I thought the uh, I don't know what it was. It, you know, you you sat on the floor all day and you just kind of looked around and everybody seemed like they were having a good time. So, I was happy. Yeah. Yeah, it seemed to really be. It seemed to be a slick show. Now, it's, I'm I'm a little disappointed in 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 the retailers. Hey guys, this is your trade show. Like, um, it seemed a little light to me. I don't I don't know the numbers. Um, I'm not gonna uh, pretend to know the numbers. I'm I'm sure those numbers will come out. I'm sure Half Wheel will get to the bottom of that and tell us what the numbers were. But it seemed a little light. But that that, that was didn't seem to be the fault of the PCA in any way. Uh, Joe Grow. Um, what were your thoughts? What did you think of this year's uh, PCA, my friend? Well, seeing this is my first year back in a couple of years, it was, you know, it was very different to see how it's evolved. But what was great is two things. One, I think the PCA did a phenomenal job with the opening night party. Phenomenal. That, that was the most packed that I've ever seen in years. And, I mean, the line was out the door the entire night. We ran out of lighters that we were giving out, which was kind of crazy. Uh, so the party was a great job. And then the vibe on the floor, you know, it, people were having a good time. But realistically, everyone there was down to business. You know, and I've seen them a little bit. They seemed like the retailers were taking it a little bit more serious this year than others. I'm not sure that exact reason. But they were really, you know, focused on, all right, I'm going to get in, get my buying done get to the next booth. Let's, you know, let's keep my appointments, keep everything rocking. So we had, I mean, we had a packed show and Pete, I know you were slammed because we were right behind you the entire time. And it was, I mean, it was really good. You know, it tapered off towards the end, but that's what it's always been, you know, to some degree, but that's just, that's the nature of the show. People are getting in and getting out. Now, Abe, um, I saw you every single day, at least in one form or another um, at the show, you're bouncing around doing your thing. Um, and you, you he was really bouncing around. You've been, yeah. he was light. Well, I, I, it was, wait, well, a, it was a shiny, it was a shiny. Let's not get but into his that. balls were not bouncing, his let's balls not, were not bouncing, not, <laughs> they were secure. Let's not, let's not get into that quite yet. Um, <laughs> but just Abe, your, your general, uh, you've been a part of the PCA in the past. Uh, what were your impressions of the show this year? So, I probably have been a pretty heavy critic of the PCA, and what, what I like that I'm seeing is even though like it's at probably like warp one, I still see a constant attempt to improve on the behalf of the PCA. Yeah. Um, I just think there's just so much more they can do to make it a little bit more exciting and lively for retailers. You, know, you want to blame the retailers for not showing, but you got to give retailers a reason to show. And that's my, that's my, as a guy who, who hosts an event where people come from all over the country, I keep giving them reasons to come and you have to kind of recreate that. And I'll tell you one thing that was a little disturbing to me at the PCA. Cause once again, there was a lot of first time vendors. I mean, a shocking amount of first time companies that I saw there. What was worse was there was one company that didn't come with any order forms, no sales sheets, um, inability to take any orders at the show. And uh, there was another company who had no, the, the packaging didn't come on time. They weren't prepared. They had nothing to show. And I was literally, I ran into Nick Malillo coming in one night and we were talking about this and he noticed the same thing. And he's like, you know, I'm like, you know, they should make like a, a kit or a mm -hmm. welcome letter for first time company. Listen, 
what you might need to know for your first trade show, right? You know, don't expect any of your packaging to come on time. Be prepared. Have a plan B. Be prepared to take orders. Come with a sales sheet. Just a little thing for these people who are coming for the first time. If anybody's listening from the PCA, you know, just, you know, these guys are spending money and there's their first time there. Let's give them a decent crack for, you know, hopefully some kind of success. And I think that they made a little welcome kit for some of these new people. And it was really funny because Nick made a comment for me. He's like, well, that's not their job. I'm like, Nick, that's exactly their job. You know, they're, <laughs> they're the trade organization. You know, I, I think it would have helped a lot of the newcomers. Um, as far as me as a retailer, nothing that dramatic. My check-in process was awful this year. Um, it was really brutal coming in. But for me as a retailer, I don't think it was anything that much more dramatic. They made it better than last year. Um, but they're trying. They're doing the best they can. You know, so I have really nothing negative to say. I, I, I just, I don't like to focus on the 95% of something that went right. I like to focus on the 5% of something that we can, we can, we can make something better. So um, nothing negative to say. It was a good show. And uh, I think the turnout. I don't know what the final numbers are, but I, think, I really don't believe the turnout was any less than last year or the year before. Um, but I think overall, it was, a, it was a healthy. It was a healthy show. Now, Abe, um, I, I I bounced into the Espinoza booth and um, had a nice uh, discussion uh, with you. And I've never in my life seen you so jazzed and pumped up, like literally just just bouncing off of your seat uh, based on, you know, your undergarments. And that was a shocking, you know, like a three to four hour segment of one of the days that I spent at the show. Like it was, it was incredible. In fact, you sent me a pretty funny gift. I'm going to post it. I haven't had a chance to post it yet, but it was fucking hilarious. Listen, man. I discovered my, my wife and my kids sent me this new underwear by a company called Shinesty. And they have these ball hammocks that kind of, <laughs> they lift your testicles away from the ground and keep them away from your legs and you don't get bad wings. And I'm not going to lie, man. They've been life-changing underwear for me, man. They've been really, really good. And I enjoyed it with the show. And you laugh at me, but I, I told Eric, I, I'm going to, I already picked out the pair. I'm going to send them. I'm going to send them a pair of these right here. <laughs> that e I'm that gonna, eagle, that right eagle is never going to know what he yes. is. I'm telling you. I'm guessing, <laughs> a, I'm guessing up here. Wait, hold on. Let me, let me just show you. I don't know. Here it is. Hang on. Wait. Ready? Here you go. Wait, come on. Here you go. Ready? Here yeah. Go. This, this, this is. There you oh, go. That's how it works, huh? Yeah, look at that. You see it? Science. That's, high, that's some high-tech stuff right there. That's some high-tech I'm not going to lie. When I got them, I thought it was going to be one of those things where you had to put your underwear on and you got to reach down in, you know, grab them and get them into the sling. But no, man, they're, somehow when you pull up your underwear, it just catches them on the way up and lifts them. And I had, I was in a good mood all show, man. It showed. It showed. I, that would have been certainly did. That would have been the best commercial that that company yeah. ever had. Just you know, following Abe around for a couple hours right there when it was when he got on that topic, he was. So jazzed, so <laughs> excited about that. In fact, you're Eric, trying to you're trying to meet Guy Fieri for the first time, and all Abe could do is talk about his balls. Th yeah, it was just Abe. Hey, uh, not trying to meet Guy Fieri. He was he was so <laughs> excited about it. But, but, Life but it, it kind of got me, uh, you know, a little excited too. I can't wait till those come in the mail, Abe. I'll be ready for those. Um, Size large. I, I got it. I'm sending you a pair. 
Okay. Yeah, you're gonna. I mean, so yeah. your kids got these for you? Were they like they were like, Dad's always complaining about his mom. Yeah, mom. <laughs> mom, <laughs> mom, mom and the kids just got them for me for Father's Day. They got me like three pairs, and like I burned all my underwear, and this is all I wear now. This is the best. Wow, that's this is targeted Facebook pairs. advertising I'm, going right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't give I a shit. <laughs> Let me, yeah, of course. But let me tell you something. You yes. guys are all laughing, but you guys don't realize. Like, I really wish I discovered this three or four years ago. I'm telling you, when I send <laughs> Sensei his pair, he's gonna be the. He's gonna be. Like, God damn, he was right. He's gonna see it. <laughs> well, we'll definitely we're gonna we're, we'll definitely do a uh, an update on one of the Smoke Night Lives after I I yes. receive this pair, and we'll just yes. see how it goes. Matt, I, Matt, can you get me some more bourbon? I need some more bourbon. I already went through my bourbon. Hey, Joe. Um, so we we know Joe that the show we know Joe, we know Joe that the show is um, going to be in March next year. The show is going to grow. That's <laughs> what you're saying. Damn, Joe, the show is going to grow. Um, it's going to be at the um, Las Vegas Convention Center in March of next year. But that isn't what I want to talk to you about. Uh, the big news is after that, for five straight years, it's going to be in New Orleans. What do you think about that decision? What was it? Wait, was it New Orleans five years? I thought it was New Orleans one year. No, it's five years. This is the second time I've heard this, but I've only heard it from nobody really like definitive. Eric, I heard from you. I heard from one other person. Is this definitive that it's five years in New Orleans? Yeah, I believe. Is that so. what they told you in the uh, media press conference? Well, I was busy soaking in the hot tub, <laughs> so I can't say for sure. My sources. My sources tell me. Wait, did, did Matt Booth or or uh, Phenomenal tell you that this was in five years in New Orleans? Well, when it, we we it, talked about it with them and they didn't bat an eye about it. It might like, it might have been Coop. I don't know. I mean, he might have given me a teaser. I don't know. Well, let's just I don't we don't know then. I, Not I, that it's I would in be, the I would 2025 where yeah. to 30 the year of 2020 no five <laughs> years I would be shocked so look at me the the trade show unprecedentedly it would be unprecedented it hasn't been more than three years in any one location almost ever I would yeah. be shocked except for Vegas I would except for Vegas but that was only because of lack of any other reason but I, I, any other location but I would be shocked shocked if you are correct you are the second person I've heard it from but both sources, I wouldn't say, are a definitive, verifiable source for me. So, <laughs> and the press so conference said one year. Kevin and Coop. So. <laughs> yeah. So, so Eric, back to the question, though. I mean, look, we'll just talk about New Orleans. I think we're all going to eat well. I think that's definitely a positive. There's yeah. some. I mean, New Orleans is one of my favorite towns. You can. No, there is no such thing as a bad restaurant, really, in New Orleans. You can only get pretty much good at a minimum, and then only go up from there. Um, logistically, it's going to be interesting. I mean, between the lack of places to smoke and then getting back and forth from the hotels to the convention center there. I know that was kind of a pain back when they did in, uh, in 15, I wasn't, that was uh, 16 was my first trade show. So that was before I was, you know, before I started going to uh, what's now PCA. I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I like March though. I'll say this and, and April's, uh, the one in New Orleans will be in April. So I think the time of year is good although i mean i think the next year is going to be a little bit of a shoulder year for everybody 
just because of timelines to get, you know, to get product out. My art, you know, ourselves included, we're, we're going to already run into the gun for 2024 to, you know, to get stuff ready for the show, which is kind of crazy to think about. You're already out of the show and you're already getting everything, trying to get locked up so you have it delivered on time, ready to go. So that's going to be a definitely a, it's going to be a fun challenge next year, but we have a lot of cool things, in, you know, in the works. So we're excited. Pete, Pete can you believe that it's been, by the time we get back to New Orleans, it'll yeah. have been 10 years since that last New Orleans. It doesn't seem like that. That's incredible, right? That doesn't seem like that long ago. Well, I mean, technically eight because we lost two years. Right. That's true. That's a good point. Well, did we but lose yeah. two? No, we, we lost one. We lost one. We lost one. Did and we, we one and one? a half because one was just very. But still actual time uh, is, yeah. is 10 so, years. Yeah. Technically, yeah. 10 years, though. That. That's kind of wild. I remember that trade show pretty well. Uh, it was hot and steamy. And the last <laughs> yeah. town, uh, that they had was outside. Oof. It was nasty. And it, it, got, it just got hotter. Like you thought when like the night would arrive, you're like, oh, finally it's nighttime. It just got hotter. I think that the one thing that sort of annoys me a, a little bit, especially if especially if it really is for five straight years, and I don't. I don't know, um, but is the fact that I mean, New, or- New Orleans, they don't even like the, it's it's an anti cigar town. Why are we? Why? I mean, we could go. Pete, if you could go anywhere, like if, if you were the guy, like you're the guy, Pete, you're the PCA guy, you're the head of whatever. Like, is there a town? Tampa. Tampa yeah, that would be amazing. I'd get down with that. Right. That would be an amazing place. Tampa. I would rather go back to Tampa. I mean, the first Tampa show in 01 was. Um, was okay, but I think uh, it's a great city to do a cigar trade show in, with all the culture. Right, it'd be a great spot. The, there's When's so that much... convention center done? Yeah, I don't know. Because there, there's, I think it's like twenty five or so, twenty six maybe. That's when they're finished building that thing. Yeah, I think they're they're still continuing to look at it, but uh, the space is too small to technically take us. Yeah, that would be. I I would love. I would love a Tampa. But please, or, or, please not New Orleans for five years. <laughs> oh, I hope I hope I'm wrong. I hope I hope I'm wrong, Abe. I hope. I'm. I, I, Who told I you this think lie? You're wrong. I, Who told I, you this lie? I cannot divulge. <laughs> I, I tell you, Name what you should be more. Cons- I tell you, what you should be you should be more concerned about. Um, in 2025, the French Quarter Festival is the same week. As you you PCA read that show. off the comments. You read that <laughs> off the comments. Don't don't, don't no 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 don't no, try no, no. to make it out like you you knew exactly what they were talking. Hold about. on, oh. hold on. Was that was that mentioned in the comments in this chat? <laughs> yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You know I, I hate when I have to be called out like this. Wait wait one second. Rig, hang on, hang on. Rig. This it could text. Be a- it's you, we got YouTube and Facebook, so you don't know which where that where that com- comment 12, showed up. 12.38 p.m. Can you see that time? Mm-hmm. That's twelve thirty eight today. Who wants to skip the PCA in twenty twenty five French Quarter? This thing draws almost a million people. Wow. Well, there's going to be a million people in New Orleans during the trade show in twenty twenty five. That's a lot. So bro. buy buy your plane tickets now then. Well, guys, if you guys remember, uh, in 2015, uh, when we had the trade show in New Orleans, it was uh, the same week as Tales of the Cocktail. 
And so that, that that's like the biggest uh, show in the world. That for, worked out great for us. And though. it was it was a blast. We went to a bunch of cocktail parties, and uh, Jack ripped his pants, and <laughs> it was incredible. We so, also we also had like an anime show at the hotel. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I do remember weird. that wandering around. Yeah, yeah. We went to the we went yeah, to uh, the of, mall uh, one day, and there was a bunch of that. Yeah. <laughs> there was some furries walking around. <laughs> I don't know what they were, but <laughs> furries, uh, furries. Yeah, it I was incredible. But anyways, uh, well, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Uh, I hope I'm wrong about that. Uh, who knows? Uh, when we come back from commercial, we are going to get right into this anarchy NFT. If you guys. Uh, there's been a lot of NFT stuff going on in the cigar industry, but none bigger than what is about to go down uh, between Pete, Abe, and Joe. And we're going to get into the details as soon as we get back from this commercial. Ladies and gentlemen, this show is sponsored by JR Cigars, one of the world's largest online cigar stores. JR's inventory ranges from everyday bundled cigars to incredibly high-end boxes, plus a large selection of cigar accessories. Enjoy the best prices on your favorite brands such as Romeo y Julieta, Monte Cristo, Crown Heads, Davidoff, and many more. Make sure to try one of their exclusive lines such as the Drew Estate Nightshade or the limited edition Cigar Dojo, Perdomo, 10th Anniversary Champagne, Jordan. Celebrate over 50 years of excellence and stock up on your favorite cigars today this is episode 385 of smoke night live we're chatting with joe grow from quality importers we're chatting with abe debabna from smoke in and we're chatting with pete johnson from tatawahe boys thank you guys for joining us tonight on smoke night live on friday night herf we do this every friday night on the dojo everybody's hanging out checking into their favorite cigars on dojo verse i'm gonna be checking into this uh Anarchy, this Tatawahe Anarchy as soon as the show's over. Cause this thing is Jordan, this thing is two thumbs up. We need we need a two thumbs up. Double thumbs up. We need a double thumbs up. Dang. Real quick, Jordan, uh, g- give me an update on your cigar you're smoking. Uh it's it's cruising right along. Uh medium full. Um kind of in the similar kind of uh profile I described earlier. More maybe a little more bready at this point, like molasses kind of a bread. Uh real tasty. Matt, how's your uh, Tuxla going? Very good, I, and I am excited. No, it is good. It's got a that nice little Tatawahe pepper you're looking for, and a little graham cracker—not sweetness, but just a nice overround flavor. I like it. All right, there we go, folks. All right, uh, let's get right into this, guys. Uh, to to start off this conversation about this new NFT project. Uh, we got a little video uh, to show you to just a little uh, wet your whistle, Abe, so to speak. Wet your whistle. Jordan, let's fire up the video so people can see the overall scope of this project.
If that doesn't get your blood boiling, Oof. nothing will get your blood Oof. boiling. That that gets my Oof. sexy. That gave that gave me some Oof. goosebumps. That gave me some goosebumps. Uh, phenomenal. My first, my first question to Pete Johnson oh, is: he, he said it. He said it. Phenomenal. Yeah, there we go. Phenomenal. <laughs> my first question to Pete Johnson is: Do you know what an NFT is? <laughs> Well, of course I do. I mean, I created this whole thing. I mean, <laughs> uh, non-fungible token. There you go. Hey, wow. Bravo. Thirty minutes ago. So. <laughs> <laughs> Ask me what, I, what what that means. No idea. <laughs> no idea. Uh, Abe, do you know what an NFT is? It's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> It's a non-tangible token piece of art that's owned through via blockchain and protected through a blockchain. It's unique and uh, it has right and proof of ownership. Though I ain't gonna lie, that wasn't at all the driving factor behind this project. What was the driving factor? He I wanted the cigars. cigars. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean it, it, it literally is the truth. I mean, look. This was, for us as a company, a milestone release. I mean, actually doing the video that we that we had done um, with uh, the Republic of Debauchery, you know, that guy went and dug up all that old footage himself, and it really brought back a lot of memories. And um, this was Cigar was really monumental in, 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 I think, our growth, our launch, development of our whole microblend series program. This was the first one. It got in Playboy magazine. So it really meant a lot to us. And it's something that people tell you. I've kind of really almost asked every year, can we make this a regular production? Can we make this an annual drop? Um, and it's not, that, it's not that Pete doesn't want to do it, but you know, Pete does really have lots of various projects going around that he also has to work into a production schedule with another company. And it's just not always that easy. So... We were lucky to get it back again in 2015. It was a, you know, the first one was 1500, then with another 1500, and then in, that was in 2010. In 2015, we did 666 boxes. So, for me, this was honestly the only cigar I could think of that would be worthy of this kind of of a release, where it would be able to exist in the market, um, in a very limited supply, but regularly every year quarterly drops and um when i called pete i was very thrilled and excited that he had interest and was and was able to work it into the timetable um, i mean we're, we're obviously a little behind what we had originally anticipated i think we thought we were going to do a auction early spring but um that doesn't phase me none one not whatsoever because the product and, and the humidor and the packaging and the, the, the various other companies we've had the honor of working with, um, Quality Importers, Zycar, ST DuPont. Um, I just think it all worked out for the best. All right, uh, Joe, uh, somebody bounces into you. You're walking, you know, you're, you're, you're walking the kids. You're doing a little walk. You got uh, your wife next to you. Somebody bounces into you and they're like, hey, Joe, what is an NFT? What do you, what do you say? Well, look, it's a way to own digital art. Uh, you know, own a representation of digital art and have the ledger. It's your proof of ownership. So, you know, in this kind of project, it's you are the assigned owner 
of this amazing piece, this humidor. You are the one who has the rights to it and the artwork. You know, you don't necessarily own the art. You don't own the whole piece of, you know, you don't own everything, but you own the digital copy of that, the, you know, of that work. How close was I, Jordan? All right, Jordan, let's go to our resident uh, crypto expert. That's, that's pretty dang good. You know, um, I, I would say it doesn't have to be art. But right. it's a proof of ownership of anything. It could be in the future. It'll probably be that's that'll be the keys to your car. It'll be the deed to your house. Like it is a uh, secured on the blockchain with crypt- cryptography, a way to securely say like this guy owns this thing. Now, Jordan, initially uh, back in the day when like NFTs sort of first sort of came out, it was like I just own this this GIF. Like I I owned a GIF, right? right? But then it's it's evolved to so much more than that now, and then we've seen that with what LFD has done yeah. and so forth. Yeah, like the first the first cigar. It's funny how the cigar NFTs have kind of mimicked like the the general NFT space. Um, like you had United came out with an NFT a couple years ago, and that's just when NFTs were catching on, and it was literally just like a picture of like a box of cigars, and like that's all it was. And then you know you have LFD, and then you guys are doing like kind of the next wave. I would say that there's even a, another step, which is like even more utility, where usually guys will do like 10,000 NFTs and everyone will buy an NFT and they're part of like a group now. Like you get in a Discord group and everyone in the Discord group has their own NFT. And then there's like added utility, like you get to go into events with this NFT or like in, in other NFT spaces, you like that NFT grants you like portions of whatever that company is making. Like the, the NFT project as a whole is a company basically, and you own like a stake in the company. And so, like, they might be a mining company. Like, they might be mining Bitcoin. And because you have the NFT, you're just getting proceeds from the mining. Like, that kind of stuff would be, like, the next wave. Uh, but we're somewhere in between. Now, Jordan, what uh, talk about the so utility. Confused. There is utility in this particular NFT that we're talking about tonight. Um, and let's one, talk about this Yeah, like, I feel like guys might get confused. Like, what, am I supposed to buy this thing? It's going to be, like, a few hundred thousand dollars. No. Like, a retailer is probably going to buy this thing. And then they're just going to sell you the cigars, right? Like for most of the guys watching this show. Um, but yeah, the other guys can get into this. There's a lot of cool stuff. I can show some pictures here. There's a lot of cool stuff that comes with this. All right. So let's start here. Um, uh, these here, you can see the ST DuPont lighters. Now, there's what? A total of what? Six or seven of the the one-off uh, artwork here? There's seven original pieces of art. Seven original pieces of art. And Abe, what are all of those seven um, going to to get? So there's seven original pieces of art. I've, I've claimed number seven, so I have seven. So we're going to auction off one through six. Okay. So when you when you bid on any – and we're going to auction them in order. I think one, the first one is smoke. Um, the second one's the eye. The third one's the hand. Or you know, there's there's an order to them. You have a sequence there. So we're going to auction them off in order. When you when you if you're lucky enough to win one of these digital NFTs in the auction, it comes with a set of utilities. And for me, as a retailer, someone who's been in the business thirty years, that's that's the exciting part for me. Right. I mean, it's great. I own a digital piece of art. It may have value someday. Some many people might go nuts for it, but it's the utility package that comes with that NFT for me, that was exciting. So you get this, this really amazing pyramid triangle shaped humidor that Pete designed. There's only seven of these made, they're numbered. So number one will go with NFT number one, two and so forth. And that box holds 75 cigars. It has 
60 of the original Tetuaje cigar. And um, it has 15 what we called, and we did this in, for one of the great smokes, what we call a pale horse edition, where I, I, you know, Pete, I just literally sent me a text one time, goofing around, and said, look, I'd like to try this in a, in a lighter wrapper. So I believe it's an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper. Is that right, Pete? Yes, sir. That's yeah. the correct so there's, <laughs> so there's 15 that come in that humidor, and those are the only 15 anybody will ever get in the world. So Pete only made 100. There'll be only 105 Pale Horse to Tuanje Anarchy cigars produced in the world. That's it. 105. They're gone. Um, what I think was really cool was because Pete really went to town on the humidor and the packaging the band was. As you can see, this, the band that I have right now on the picture you showed up has a hologram band at the bottom along with a, a you know non-holographic top to this band here. Every of the NFTs that come in the humidor have a double holographic band. So as a collector and a consumer, you'll know the difference between a cigar that came in the humidor package or in one of the quarterly distributions of cigars. So along with that humidor, you get a one of one, which, you know, working with DuPont and, and dealing with Francois over in Paris was really amazing. Um, they, no one can recall ever making a one of one DuPont and the technology they use to apply this art, this art is literally on both sides of the lighter. Um, they said they had never done before. In fact, when we originally went to them with this idea, they said they were not even sure if they could do it. So they're very, very excited. I think I'm going to get Francois hopefully on an episode of KMA or talk about the whole process. But each NFT comes with a one-of-one one SD DuPont Line 2 lighter. It matches it. And, you know, for me, that was a priceless item to add as a utility. SD DuPont is obviously known for the most most luxurious lighters in the world for decades now and to have them be involved in this kind of a project was was amazing for me um so it comes with that it comes with this amazing new evolution of probably one of the mo most well-known cutters and joe could tell you a little bit more, more about it the, the this evolution of the zykar cutter which is probably the most well-known and dominant cutter in our industry of becoming a perfect cutter where the hole for the cigar doesn't go all the way through, which allows for nice imagery on one side of the cutter. So we literally matched the art on the back of these. And I think these were the first seven cutters ever, right, Joe? They were the first seven ever produced. Yeah. So these were the first seven ever of the Zykar uh, Perfect XI1 cutter. Uh, we made a matching crystal ashtray along with that. And, of course, me being a non-digital guy i just figured we we, we we had a local artist i worked 20 years with to, to create all these unique art pieces which i thought were cool i, I want to hang it somewhere so i just threw in a framed print a two by three frame print of the art because i mean man i, I want that stuff hanging on my wall my office so that's kind of a, a pretty amazing utility package for this for any of the lucky people who actually obtain an nft now, Abe, uh, real quick before we get on to Joe and to Pete, because we wanna, definitely want to talk about the cigars um, and uh, what uh, Joe did with the with the Zycar stuff. But uh, talk about the ongoing utility that uh, whoever eventually owns this uh, these these pieces uh, will get it, 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 in it, ongoing in perpetuity. So the most most important for me, most important part for me is a retailer, obviously, um, because I think that was look. The, the folks over at LaFleur were really amazing. 
you 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 would think they'd be bitter or or you know feel like they actually helped set us up with everybody and taught told us things that really helped us along the way and kind of even commented i was talking with john carney and tony at the show how they liked a lot of the things that we did compared to what they did and one of the piece things was having seven different original pieces of art so you know really kudos to them for paving the way and and so it was easy not being the first guy to do this right. but we did follow their format of saying look if you own this digital nft you have the exclusive rights for quarterly allocation of these cigars so if you own one of these nfts you'll have the right to acquire 15 Tatuaje Anarchy NFT boxes every quarter annually. So and that's those, 60 those boxes, boxes a year. contain what? 15. 15 of these cigars right here. So it's, it's, it's like 420 cigars a year per NFT owner. It's not going to be out there a lot, but the nice thing about it is that it'll always be there. So I'm pretty sure for me, I'll probably have some kind of a waiting list and a rotation and Make sure everybody gets their chance to get some. And um, I don't think the cigars will be sitting on anybody's shelf. I'm pretty, pretty sure they'll be sold before I get them every time. I mean, 15 boxes is nothing for three months. So, you know, we'll try to find a fair way to get it in as many people's hands as we can. But the nice thing about it is, for me, something somebody who's been in this industry for 13 years, and I really only had this t- dropped twice in my career, now myself along with six other whether they're retailers or end consumers, which it could possibly be, will have this around annually in a very limited supply. And that's the part that I'm most excited about. There'll be a Tatuaje Anarchy cigar all the time and, you know, available in, you know, in my stores, my stores. Now, one question I had yeah, go ahead, was Jordan. the, so like there's the refill part of the humidor where the retailers can refill it quarterly. But does, when it originally comes, it has the pale horses and then it has the anarchies. Are those anarchies, original original anarchies that it comes with like from the original no. release no okay so they're me, like... I, don't, I i have some but not that many okay okay <laughs> yeah right, we're gonna get at the very uh, after we cover this we'll talk about how you can bid on this thing and how you can get involved uh joe uh before we get to Pete and the cigars themselves, um, talk about what uh, what Zycar has done to be a part of this project, how it worked for you, and the 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 cool new project, the uh, the new uh, Perfect Cutter Zycar. Uh, being a part of this project, what did it mean to to Quality Importers and you guys? Oh, this was, I mean, it was huge to be a part of this project. I remember when, you know, Abe called me. So at that point, we were just fleshing out some of the conversation around the Perfect XI. When I first joined Quality Importers, one of my first things was like, all right, I got to go see Abe just because I had some ideas of things that we could do through Swag Bunker, knowing what he does with the socialite group and how we can partner together. And we're sitting in his office and he's just playing with an XI2. And he's just clicking the cutter back and forth. He's just cl- opening it, closing it, playing with his hands. You know, we're talking different ideas back and he forth, does that a lot. stuff around. He, he was fidgeting, but he's thinking. <laughs> and I'm watching. And I'm watching him think. I'm watching his brain go. And he's got something in his head. And we're talking about all the amazing customization that we can do with Swag Bunker. And then all of a sudden, he's just sitting there. He's looking at the cutter. And he's like, "Have you guys ever made a perfect X? You know, a perfect XI? You know, before?" And I'm like, "Nope." Never had, but that's a really good idea. So that's when this got born. He's was like, we can talk to the factory and let's see what we can do. 
And, you know, we start, we, we talked over to the factory. We started coming up with some designs. And we're like, how do you make something that is iconic and as revolutionary as the XI-1? This is, you know, it's patented. It has trade dress recognized by the USPTO office. I mean, this is, when you think of a cutter, you think the XI. How do you make it better? How do you make it, well, you make it perfect. And that's how this came out to be. So Abe's got an exclusive. But then, like, as we were sitting there talking, he calls me. He's like, look, I got this amazing project coming up with Pete Johnson. We're bringing Anarchy back. And we're going to do this NFT design. And this is also right around the time we launched our global NFT collection, where we were taking artwork from artists and putting it onto some of our products. And he's like, I got this idea coming up. I want to do this on the, the perfect design. Will they be here? I'm like, yes. So... We started looking at the artwork. I mean, it was amazing. And when we got, we did a couple of test samples. And when they came out, you're just like, you just see the amount of branding, the amount of space that you have on this thing to really shine and put your artwork. It is gorgeous. It brings them to life. And that's what really makes this special. That's the one cool thing we can do here, you know, at QI is we can bring your brands to life. We can take an amazing product and just put it out there. And so we did this all in house. One of ones in you know in my Western office through Swag Bunker and it was just I mean they, they came out amazing when I saw them at the show it's funny I saw the cutters I didn't even see the ashtrays because as soon as they were done we were they were already driving up to uh, up to smoke in I didn't even get to see it but when you see it you're just like you're sucked in it just really pops and it's like I want one now I just got to figure out if I get enough crypto into a wallet that I can make this happen. <laughs> Uh, Joe, uh, was it a challenge uh, uh, making these as a one-off for this product? I mean, for us, this is kind of in our wheelhouse. We can do one-of-ones. We can do things. But what's really cool is taking this artwork that Abe, I mean, the artist, it's phenomenal, is really just dialing that into putting this into, you know, onto the XI-1 to making it really really pop and then you know into the crystal it it really is about okay let's let's get this artwork in there we you know we work with Abe and their art team and just say like okay here's how it's going to look perfectly this way it shines make this look special make this as you know as special as it is and recognize it and that's one of the cool things look you know i know dupont says they don't do this a lot we do a lot of custom artwork we do a lot of custom pieces we've done it for pete we do it for abe we do it for everybody but to then take it something like this and it, it's again it's elevating and taking this this project and making it truly special and all the little touches the one of ones you know that are on the each cutter the you know it's number seven number one it's you know all one of one pieces this is it's how we do it's really awesome now joe i gotta tell you before i move on to pete here uh we cannot keep the dojo crystal ashtray oh, in yeah. stock <laughs> we have people like literally every day um messaging me for these things, they they absolutely love this crystal ashtray, and that'll be a part of this uh, NFT as well. One on one of the crystal ashtray. Also, uh, Pete, this is the money shot, baby. This is what everybody wants to know about the cigar. I mean, uh, this is why we do this show is the cigar. Let's talk about this amazing cigar that I'm smoking. What makes it so good? Uh, tell folks about this particular smoke. It's tobacco, good clean tobacco. <laughs> you no, it's, it's I. You know, this, the size is a, a pretty unique size. It's a, a, a six and one eighth by 48 to 52 taper with a little bulb on the on the, the head or the foot, I guess. And then the head has that little honey bun shape to it. Now, it's something that uh, we created, uh, what is it now, 13 years ago, Abe, or 2010, right? It was released in 10, yeah. We probably started working on it like 
late eight, nine. You want to, you know, obviously when I did it the first time, I wanted to make something really cool to go with the name because I was actually jealous that Abe had that name trademarked. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it fits so perfectly with Tatawai that I was actually kind of bummed that I didn't think of it first. <laughs> but uh, ultimately right now, dude, the, uh, the Garcias give me the ability to kind of play in their, their workspace and, and to have access to such great tobaccos. It's really easy to, to put together a great cigar. And when it comes down to this project, I want to make sure that they're, you know, set aside from the rest. I, I went back to the original mold to make sure that it was in form and, and that we would have everything just absolutely perfect for it. And went back and forth with my nephew, Handy Garcia, which is Jaime's son, to make sure that we, he was on top of the project. I mean, I drew that, that humidor on a piece of paper and uh, the factory really delivered it for me. I mean, I, I just, they looked at me kind of crazy and I said, don't worry, I'm going to pay for it. <laughs> I just really wanted to impress it. Like I kept on not showing Abe anything. I really wanted to impress him with this and make it something special. Something I've never done before. I think the cool thing, uh, Pete, about this particular cigar, and I, I've had the Apocalypse, I've had the original Anarchy, I've had th- this iteration. Th- this is a cigar that you're going to love the moment that you smoke it, but if you can set aside a couple and put some age on them, like I, I always like a cigar that is A, it's fun to smoke right off the bat, but B, it's, it's one that maybe in a couple of years you're just going to be like, blown away by it right well i mean if you think of the name anarchy you you got to think of angst and aggression right and i i I always go back to like the sex pistols you know anarchy in the uk just really aggressive punk rock and you know when you think about the anarchy one i wanted to make sure that was pretty strong and straightforward but smoking them as they age the strength level actually holds up during the aging process really well so these are built these are built with good clean tobacco to make sure you can smoke them right off the gate but you're going to get punched in the head um but they will age beautifully can you talk about the blend a little bit pete yeah it's a halano ecuador wrapper with nicaraguan uh binders and fillers you remember we put two binders on everything in the factory so everything inside i can't tell you the the uh, the primings and the seed varietals, but uh, I will tell you that the wrapper is Habano Ecuador uh, high priming Maduro, um, and then on the pale horse, Abe was right. It is Connecticut Ecuador uh, grown by ASP. All right, all right. I guess Abe, it's time to tell people uh, how this is all going to go down when it goes down. Um, when will the bidding begin, and how is the whole process going to work to uh, get your hands on the actual? NFT besides the one that you've got reserved for yourself. Yeah, the NFTs one through six will be on auction. It's going to be held through a third-party company that specializes in this. It's a company called Eureka out of Canada. They're the same company that did the Lafleur auctions. So that whole process is done with them. And if you go to the twilightanarchy.com and enter your name and email if you're interested in, we will send you the updates. Um, Most of that's going to come out real soon. I believe the first NFT will go on auction August 21st. I believe it's a Monday. And then that will go for 48 hours. We're basically following the same format LaFleur did. Um, that goes for 48 hours. And then when that's over, auction two will start on NFT number two, three, four, five, and six, so forth. So 12 days for all six NFTs. And 
what I kind of really find interesting with this one, because the LaFleur one was basically all the same NFT with just a different number. But here we have, we literally created, you know, seven unique pieces of, of really what I think is stellar art. And, you know, I, I took number seven, the last one, honestly, because it was basically the, the most basic one. It was just basically the Anarchy logo on fire that we, we, we created 13 years ago. And I really thought that would be the fairest one to take because, in my opinion, it was the least original, at least artistic. But it's funny, uh, when I was on the trade show floor, there was at least a half a dozen people told me that that was their favorite one. So it's kind of one of those things you never really know what everybody's favorite. I know I know which one's Pete's favorite. Uh, Pete loves the hand. Uh, I think he's infatuated with the, the hand one. I think it's toward the top, number I, I, three, I, I, I am. I, I love it. I, I absolutely love the – I think it's, it's yeah, I think three, it's, yeah. I think it's number three. If you scroll up, yeah, there it is. He loves the hand. Number I don't three. know why. It just reminds me of a nip tuck thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh my like god, that Dexter. Yeah. It's like Dexter. <laughs> like the, yes, the Dexter, Dexter version. Yeah. Abe, Abe, who do you imagine? You know, like you don't know how these things are going to go, right? You don't know who's going to buy it, but in your mind, you've been in the industry long enough to know, like, what are the types of people that are going to end up with uh, one of the rights to these NFTs? So I, I think where where we had where we had an advantage over Lafleur was, I was able to provide a retailer perspective, something that I kind of understood as a retailer, a successful retailer for almost three decades now, of what would have real value to me and long term value to me, and I think we were able to put a package together um, that is very attractive, and I think will will provide cigars to fans all over the world. And, and and be and, and pay off for retailers who invest in this. Um, I Pete is one of those guys and one of those companies and his brand why is one of those ones that has a very long term and hardcore consumer following. So could a consumer but it's an open bid, so anybody can bid on it. Could a consumer end up with one of these NFTs? I mean, absolutely. But in my mind, when I was working this out and trying to figure out, you know, what would be a value, I literally only thought of a retailer perspective. But there's there's a chance a consumer could bid on, on, on one of these and win. What do you think? Uh, how will like a uh, your typical consumer uh, get their hands on one of these? I assume it would be through one of the guys that obviously it's going to be through one of the guys that that buys these and maybe they. Uh, you know, they, they're they friends with them or they have some sort of connection and they can get their hands on it because it's going to be quarterly so they can get, they're going to be available. I think what will happen is, look, just, just like Pete used to have the Unlucky 13, I remember when we were chosen, I think in year two, once Pete announced the list, our phones went ballistic and rang off the hook. I think, you know, if, if there are six other retailers who get on board, they'll be known and consumers will seek them out. That's why I hate fans and Consumers who want to try this really historical cigar, in my opinion. And I, and I was going to tell you, Pete, I cannot lie. There's no way I can remember what this was when I smoked it. It had to be the Redux probably at least seven years plus since I've had one. But my wife wanted one at the trade show, so I had to give her one. This is the first one I've smoked other than smoking half of hers. <laughs> it's stellar. So I think, you know, and I think there was a reason why there was 300 bots, 3,000 boxes when this was originally released back in 2010 and why playboy magazine wrote about it i think consumers are going to be really thrilled to be able to get these and 
they're just going to have to reach out to one of the seven retailers. I'm sure each retailer will have a system in which to try to get it out, keep a list, keep a waiting list, keep terms. Because the nice thing about it is it's not going to be gone. So if you don't get it this quarter, the next quarter, hopefully, you're, you know, it'll be your terms for the third quarter. But, I, I, you know, if you're a consumer and you really want the cigar, I don't think it'll be impossible to get. Now, Abe, yeah, you're, you're talking about 420 boxes a year. Right. That's, you know, it's, you know, that's not bad. 75 cigars per quarter. Right. Not a lot. It, it's, no, it's, it's not doable. a lot. But I think what will happen is some guys who get a crack at it the first time, I probably may not let them buy the second time or, you know, and, and just keep trying to spread it around. Because look, a company my size, you know, I mean, I, I could probably sell 1,500 boxes myself, you know, just in a one-time run. I think when we did Chaos, what was the run? 2,000 boxes almost, Pete? 1,500, something like mm-hmm. that? So so 15 boxes is not a lot, but yeah. So 15 boxes is not a lot. It's not going to be, you know, it's going to be, I'm going to get the same allocation as any other NFT holder. But we'll find creative ways. Maybe in the beginning, we won't be a lot by the box. But, you know, we'll find creative ways to try to make as many. Look, look, you're in the business to service people. So our goal is going to try to make as many people as happy as possible. You know, we might do some with raffles. Some we'll, we'll probably create some kind. And listen, guys were really creative with the LaFleur thing. I've seen guys do different things who had it. So I think different retailers will have different ways in which they'll, they'll get them out to their consumers and their fans. Now, Joe, I'm assuming with your uh, unlimited resources, you'll probably be uh, bidding on one of the uh, the NFTs. Oh yes, unlimited. Although I can't uh, <laughs> myself is is fully unlimited, but I won't lie. Uh, our owner Mike Giordano is massively into the NFT space, so I wouldn't oh. be surprised if he if if he tried to get in on one of these. Like he is daily doing. You know, he, he's on Twitter. He's doing talks with different artists around the world. And it is constant. So I would not be 100% surprised if he got in on this. All right, Pete, uh, before we start to wrap up, i got a couple last questions yeah. for you, boys. Um, Pete, if you, if you were in the apocalypse, the anarchy has set in, what, what is your strategy? Uh, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of my strategy. I want to find an island. I want to find a small island that I can... Uh, basically inhabit myself you know and just like kill anybody who comes near uh, the island because you got to swim to the island i feel like an island is a really good place to live in an anarchy do you have do you have a uh, apocalyptic strategy pete well i actually kind of would go with your your analogy big but i would actually want an island with a cove so there's only one inlet right. so i don't have someone creeping up behind right. me that's genius um, but I, I like the whole island thing. I mean, I would kind of go with that. I don't think there's other any other strategy I would go with. I'm going to talk to you. If you if we, if we don't have like zombie disease, we could occupy the island together, which is kind of cool. It seems. Okay. Uh, I don't think I don't think zombies can swim. I'm just, I don't know if that's a fact. I don't know if that's like you they, know like they can walk across the bottom of the ocean. I don't know that that's true. Maybe. I don't. Can, I don't know that. Well, I, don't, I saw that in a movie too. But is that real? Can yeah. They? I mean, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't. The physics check out. I don't know that the PCA will be in uh, New Orleans for five straight years. But I don't think. <laughs> I don't think zombies can walk underwater, Jordan. And if they did, they'd be so waterlogged. I think we'd have a chance. Why couldn't they? I, I don't they know. They'd soak up all that water. They're already slow. I don't know. It might take them a while. Yeah. 
Joe, do you have a uh, do you have a apocalyptic strategy lined out? I mean, you might need it. Yeah, you never know. All right, uh, the the island's not bad, but I worry about resources. I'd worry about you know. You, you turn into Tom Hanks pretty quickly. You start talking to Wilson, and you know this. Next thing you know, you start losing your sanity. Um, for me, put me somewhere in like the middle of Idaho or the middle of like I wouldn't necessarily go as, as north as like Montana or Wyoming because it gets freezing cold. But where there's minimal population, no one's really going to go there. I can put up you know some boundary, you know some mm. barriers. Some I can dig so a few trenches, the, maybe a moat. You want the plains so that you can see Give the me, long, you know. I like, can, I can plant. I can see some. I can farm. I can see for long distances, and I can set up booby traps and whatever else I need. You know, if I if we need to, and I don't have to worry about freaking Detroit or Philly or Miami with millions of people all completely losing their minds. That's pretty good, uh, Abe. What's your uh, what's your apocalyptic strategy? Drink. <laughs> it's, it's just whatever, like. Drink. I'll be honest. I, I would Drink. probably find uh, for you know Joe said Joe said resources. You're not going to have any resources in the middle of Idaho, dude. You mm. might as well you might as well post up in like a Target <laughs> and just have, block out all block out all. <laughs> post- the, Back doors. <laughs> it just turned this into it like a takeover of BJ's. Limited resources. Wasn't there? A, there was a movie where a guy got locked out in a Target and he ended up with uh, uh, Wizard Conley, whatever her name was, and they ended up finding each other in, a, in like an old Target in the middle of uh, nowhere. Jennifer Conley. Got the name of the movie. Yeah, Jennifer Conley was in the like she when she was young. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that movie? I know. I know. What I can't remember. About. But they posted up in a Target in the middle of the night. The, the problem is they, they let someone get in the back door. You can't mm. let the zombie. But that, but that'll that'll let you go for like you know hey you're good for a while a little while. This you gotta think long term strategy here. You gotta think you know, you know the zombie movies. The other thing is you know, Buffalo years. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm, go, I'm going back to the 18th. I, I play enough Oregon Trail. I can survive. You want to go Red Dawn? Red Dawn. <laughs> you you got cholera. You died out of you died of cholera in like the first three weeks. Drowned in the river. Just a, uh, dollar. Abe, my my dad, my dad, rest his soul. He had this great idea. If you get just one cow, you get one one good beef cow, right? And you surgically remove a steak from that cow, sew it up. You know, after it's done, you eat the steak. <laughs> that cow could last forever, he said. He was like, that cow, you can have this cow for a hundred years. <laughs> that sounds pretty disgusting. I, your Genius. dad really told you this? Genius. Genius. The cow's going to be pissed. <laughs> well, Might be dealing with genius. some issue after a, a few years. but You know, I don't know. It may not work, but it's a good idea. <laughs> Infinite cow. Infinite cow. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start with Abe on this la- final question to you boys, and then we're gonna we're gonna sign off, and we're gonna get to smoking some of these cigars. Uh, Abe, you're in high school. You're in your car. What is the uh, what is the tune that you're jamming to when you pull up, and all the chicks are standing by the uh, the uh, high school there, and you're blasting some tune? What is it, Abe? Guns and Roses. Welcome to the jungle. Ooh, that's, that's what I was blasting in high school. Yeah, 
I like that one. Joe, what do you do, well, welcome Joe? Welcome to the jungle. Oh, Christ. I'm trying to think, now I'm thinking back to my high school days, which music kind of sucked then. But, I mean, we had freaking Riding Dirty. You had that going on right, right around my high school time. It's Riding Dirty. Who's oh, that? Gee. Who's that? Uh, it was, oh, shit. What'd you say, Matt? I'm not, who was that? It was, uh. Was that T.I.? Like... No, it wasn't mm. T.I. Uh, are you pick? Are you picking a song you don't know who sings? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm trying, trying to think to back to high school music. Dis, dis, disqualified. Yeah, He's disqualified. I'm definitely you can't pick a song to jam and you don't know who sings it. It's uh, chameleon. Think back to my high school. Oh, chameleon air. Oh, chameleon. There you go. I'm de- I'm definitely pulling up with uh, "Beat on the Brat" by the Ramones. What about you, Pete Johnson? What are you pulling up? In your, uh, well, your Camaro. Do I have company in the car or am I by myself? No, you're by yourself, but you pull up nah. and you want to look really freaking cool to all the chicks that are standing there. I love how Pete's uh, got to have stipulations. Two. Two. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, man. If I'm, in, if I'm in the car with a... I uh, can't fight this feeling anymore by Ario Speedway. Oh. <laughs> But, but if I'm alone and I want to drive up and look cool, it might be Slow Ride by Foghat. Or, uh, oh, that's good. That's Funk, good. Funk 49 by James Gang. I'm sort of surprised you didn't have some sort of like a heavy metal punk rock kind of thing going. I was a little, I'm a little surprised by that. No, I'm, I'm just having a flashback to uh, Days and Confuse. So. No, jo- <laughs> no Jonas Brothers. <laughs> no, not going. Yeah. No. <laughs> not to look cool. <laughs> not to look cool. <laughs> all right, boys. Uh, first of all, thank you all for joining us on Smoke Night Live on Friday night. Uh, Abe, we couldn't be more excited about this. This is one of the most exciting things thank that we've had going on in the last. Wait a second. Can I can I step yes. in for a second? Yeah, You're absolutely. Excited because because wasn't this not on your top twenty most? Oh. He'll never, <laughs> never live his living Hold on, hold on. No, Jordan, Jordan, Wait, just tell, so, us, tell did, the story. Well, we I did not. We did not out you. We did not. We did not out you on our interview. We said friends of ours. We never mentioned it. We got <laughs> interview. We did a, about an hour interview. We didn't mention you outright, but yes. We were we wrong. We were wrong. He's, he's right. I did fifty, uh, like of the most <laughs> iconic cigars. Of the last decade, a couple of years ago, because we were we were finishing off the decade, and I yeah I had a bunch of Tatuaje cigars in there, and I didn't have the Anarchy in there, and that was like the one miss, and Pete will never let me forget about it. <laughs> I just want do? you to know we joke we, we joke about that often. We, we it comes up every now and then. Wow, uh, that's I'm great. Sorry. You know what? I mean, it belongs in there. You're right. You 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 can't right. you can't win them all, boys. You well, can't win them all. <laughs> hopefully, hope, hopefully the anarchy NFT will make the next uh, decade. Yes. Uh, yes. In, in twenty of, in twenty thirty. Absolutely, it'll make it. So now now we've we we'll write our wrong. We'll write our wrong. Uh, all right, boys. Thank you guys so much. Hey guys, Flavor Odyssey on Wednesday night. It is a new segment on Flavor Odyssey. I think I Jordan. I think that the um, the theme is going to be so we've done emerging trends in um, beer. Beer. We've did emerging trends in cigars, and I think the next segment is emerging trends in cocktails. So Robbie or Randy will do a live on Monday to let you guys know what cocktail uh, we're doing or or whatever the theme is. In, in case I'm wrong about that one, Jordan, I could be wrong about that one. 
Am could I be. wrong? I could be. Anyways, I could be wrong about that. But that's what we do on Flavor Odyssey uh, uh, next Wednesday night. Um, I, we got a really cool show planned for a week from tonight on, on Smoking Live, but I can't tell you what that is yet because we're still working out the guests. <laughs> so that's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, as far as tonight goes, we're going to be hanging out all night on Dojoverse.com. Uh, checking into our favorite cigars, sharing what we're drinking, doing a little hashtag now playing in case you like to share what you're listening to while you're smoking your cigars. So that'll be a ton of fun. We go all night, every Friday night on the dojoverse.com. So get your phone out, go to dojoverse.com and join us for the fun. Until next week, remember, never, never smoke, smoke alone. alone. We'll see you guys next week. Listen, kid, I've been in the industry for 33 years and I've been smoking cigars for 50 years. I've had just about every brand ever made. What the heck am I smoking now here? This is the H. Upman 1844 Classic. Initially, I'm detecting tasting notes of coffee, black pepper, wood, and, and, and little hints of sweet cream. I'm getting some hot tamale, uh, uh, big ziti, pork chops on the grill. Mashed potatoes with butter, flounder. Are we smoking the same cigar he is? Fossilized earth, miniature pizzas that you put in the microwave. Are you, are you talking about bagel bites? Bagel bites, I'm getting some bagel bites out of this. Lasagna, cocoa puffs, portobello mushrooms, guava, banana pudding, salami, foot powder, an everything bagel.